Newcastle, it's that time again. Here are your bench warmers, Sean and Storky. Hello and welcome to the bench warmers. My name is Sean, and like always, I'm joined by my good mate Matt Storky. Stork, how are you, Storky? Glad to be back. Glad, Glad to, be to be back. back. On set with you, my friend. How are you, mate? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. I wasn't wasn't doing so well before, and um. While we're on that topic, I guess, uh, sorry for the last couple of weeks. Uh, I had a death in the family, took it pretty hard, uh, took a couple of weeks to get myself right. Uh, didn't feel like I could give you the energy that you deserve, but we're back. We're back now. We're That's back. the main thing. Yeah. So let's move forward and let's enjoy having a bit of fun together, right? Exactly. Anything catch your eye? This well, I was going to say this week, but it's been a couple this of weeks. Week. Well, I only went this week, so mm-hmm. the thing I caught my eye was Origin. You know, yes. teammate against teammate, friend against friend, you know, and all that stuff. So <laughs> it was, wasn't a bad game, obviously, you know, not the result we were hoping for. We, we, we didn't want that result. No, but in a way, you know, it kind of makes next game a bit more exciting because, yeah. you know, it's a do or die for us for the series. Uh, could, could be more die than do, yeah. I, I feel like it. Yeah, true. Something else mm. I noticed um, on the weekend was um, kind of origin related. Someone who's trying to force their way back in was the old um, Josh Adokar. He should be there. How good did he play? He's unbelievable. And the bloody Bulldogs. <laughs> Hate to be a Parramatta fan right now because you've got egg all over, all over their faces. Well, what? They... they smashed us by 40-something to two at home. So And they, they beat the Storm and they beat Penrith this year and then they get beaten by the Bulldogs. <laughs> the NRL is a weird, weird machine this, this year. beautiful talking. game we call Rugby League. <laughs> um, so, what, what caught my eye? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, it was actually this morning, well, yesterday morning, if viewers at home, um, was the Socceroos. One in a penalty shootout. It was it was it was um, intense. It was gripping. It was mm, nice. Saw the highlights of that. Um, yeah, we're through to the World Cup. Oh, nice. Mm, yep. Sweet. Definitely look forward to that. It's always uh, everyone seems to get around it. Even people who don't follow soccer seem to get on board with that. So it's yeah, I, I followed soccer as a kid. You know, mm. old Liverpool FC fan back in the day. Yeah, um, it was Arsenal. But I just don't get into it anymore. Yeah, same. You know, nothing against it. You know, you've only got so much time. You know, we've got <laughs> NRL, you know, a bit of NFL. NBA, a lot of NFL. You know, yep, it's, yep. there's only so much there's, time. There's, there's no time. A bit of time for international, though. There is. Yep. But, but someone we definitely have time for is our major sponsor this year. So, the bench warmers are powered by Painaway in 2022. Painaway is Australia's number one joint and muscle spray and cream brand available from all leading pharmacies. Did you see Pain Away all over the bum? Not the actual creams and stuff, but the logo. <laughs> I've never actually put over, it there. over the bum of both the New South Wales and Queensland sides. There you go. Oh, mate, look, what a better sponsor could we have? Like, exactly. what better, I don't know if that made sense. Well, like, what better sponsor <laughs> could we have, like, involved in Origin and involved with the bench warmers? Like, exactly. Nice. Go us. Go us. Yeah. Anyway, let's break down our round 14 loss against the Panthers in this week's Pain Away match review. Okay, the Newcastle Knights took on the Penrith Panthers at home in front of a crowd of 21,332. The commentators were saying how good of a crowd it was. 
Yeah, it was a bloody big crowd, like, mm. considering who we were playing. And let's be honest, we, you know, a, a win wasn't expected. No, no, we weren't expecting to go in there yes. with a win, that's for sure. It was definitely, like we've heard from a good friend of the show, there was a lot of Panthers fans there as mm. well. So They were, they were bloody loud. Yeah, as you know, I couldn't make it. I had my daughter's birthday, so yep. obviously priorities. I couldn't make the game, but yeah. I, I went with three Penrith supporters. There you go. That yeah. was a bit tough. Oh, well, yeah, well, yes and no. I, like, like we were just saying, I went in there expecting a loss, so that's how I was kind of playing it with them. I was like, oh, no, we're not going to win. Don't worry. I'm just here for a good time. Mm. Um yeah. But it wasn't that good of a time. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. Penrith scored seven tries to the Knights, won. The Panthers won the possession battle with 56% possession and had a better completion rate of 90%. Fun fact, well, just another one of these facts, actually. Yeah. Uh, they were 100% completion in the first half. You don't see that often. No, not often at all. No. The Panthers ran more metres with 1,904. The Knights had more errors with nine to the Panthers' six. Newcastle made more tackles with 394 and had more missed tackles with 40. Smashed on the field, smashed on the scoreboard and smashed in the stats. Mm. Here's a horrible stat for you, Storky. In our last five home games, we have lost 197 to 28. Yeah. The Knights Kingdom is no longer a fortress, my friend. It is not. Those walls of crumbling, mm. unfortunately. But um, and that only win we've had that this season was against our Tigers, wasn't it? Believe, correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. Yeah, round two, where we thought, oh, this is this is our yeah. year. We've won two in a row. I think back to round one and two, like what your you know frame of mind was, <laughs> and all the other Knights fans' frame of mind was back then compared to where we sit right now. Mate, we, we sat here and we sent a video to the NRL guru saying, ha yeah. mate, you were wrong. The Knights are looking up this year. And yeah, bit of humble pie um, coming our way after that. There maybe was. we jinxed us. Never know. Yeah. Never know. I saw it was actually uh, Members Appreciation Day at the game as yeah, well. Yeah, I didn't feel appreciated. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, I'm not trying to bring the review down, even though like there isn't too many highlights <laughs> in this review. Um, but as a member, do you feel appreciated? Mate, the only difference on um, on Sunday was Glenn Hawke came over to our side of the field and interviewed a couple of people in the in the crowd on okay. our side. So that's the only difference is is Glenn came over to the sunny side. Other than that, mate, I didn't think it was any different to a normal round. Okay, interesting. Mm. Mm. Um, Cleary and Luai absolutely smashed us <laughs> whole yeah, game. They they came out of Origin and. Um, you know, people were saying they they didn't really have a, a great origin game. They've come out and just proved everyone wrong by yeah. absolutely taking it to us and their little bit of magic scored within five minutes. We were hoping they wouldn't back up with origin, so that was our little glimmer of hope, you mm. know, but unfortunately, you know, they Panthers are a top side. You know, there's, there's no taking away, you know, anything from them. You know, like yep. we said before, we're going in thinking you're going to win. You know, we had Buckley's pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You know, they put 30-plus on Melbourne, like, not long ago. Yeah. So, yeah. it's going to be hard for anyone to knock them over. It was pretty much at the – towards the end, it was pretty much just a training run for them. Like, oh, when they were yeah. scoring tries, they were just jogging over the line. They like, were just having fun. They were. You could see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, who wasn't having fun, though? Was uh, Kickhouse scored? He's having fun. He was enjoying enjoying life in the thirteenth minute. Poor old Kalen Ponga. He's made a made yeah. a try saving tackle 
on the we'll call it the rock, the left on the knight's left. Mm. Uh, try saving tackle. Play's gone all the way over to the other side of the field, so he's come sprinting across in cover defence. Yep. Unfortunately for him, he's decided to try and tackle Kickow's elbow with his forehead. Yeah, and come not a wise move. Best. You know, don't no. recommend it for any young kids out there that are looking no. to you know be fullbacks. Not an idea. Don't tackle with your forehead. No, no, no. it's not not a good idea. And and that just made life really difficult oh, for us because. Did. The reshuffle that came after that didn't didn't really play to our advantage. Yeah. Um, you know, we we have Kurt Mann usually on on the bench who can come come on, um, slot into lock, play a bit of ball playing lock. You then, you know, Randall will come off for a bit of a breezer and he'll slot into yeah, into hooker. Yeah. He just he couldn't be that role because he's come on and had to go fullback and he probably hasn't even trained at fullback. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He hasn't even trained there and his first game back and he just gets chucked back with all that responsibility, you know, so it was a tough ask for him, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, our edges, you know, really let us down during like a lot of things did, they, but our edges, yeah. they just tore us yeah. apart. Yeah, and unfortunately it was, it's um, usually Chihuahua's not great at defence, but I, it, it was more the other side of the field. It was more Gags' yeah. side of the field that just, let us down. I noticed Gags a few times, and I noticed this from a few different players, but Gags um, has that tendency to shoot up out of the line to try and make that tackle, yep. and that's fine, but you have to make that tackle. Well, that's what he did in the kick-out try. He's come shooting up, yeah. and then kick is pretty much... He had one more man outside him, Dominic Young there, and Gags is just... You have it, to, it, you're committed to it. You have to make that tackle if you're committed to it, otherwise it's... It's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, and and Penrith just keeps scoring those freakish, freakish t- uh, tries. Yeah, it's not really things you can you you can't coach against that. Yeah. How many times did Penrith score when, um, you know, our our, our our tacklers have got hold of them and they can get a hand around the back? Or yeah. this was another good one. It was the old alley oop type yeah. thing over the top. That one we dropped the ball um down our down their end and top, oh, I think it was picked it up. Going now, you're thinking, okay, he's going to get tackled here. Passes it to someone else who passes it to someone else or around the back to someone else. And then the next thing you know, they're in for a try. And you're yeah. like, that's just Penrith. Yeah. This yeah. like last few seasons is crazy. Someone that I was really impressed with, Storky, they peppered him all night. Cleary peppered him all night with high bombs. Was Edric Lee. I was yeah. very impressed with Edric Lee. Um, mate, his, his hands are as safe as houses. Yeah. The, the Dolphins are very lucky to, to have him. I was only saying a few, well, not a few weeks ago now, but probably a few months ago that, yeah, good on him. They can have him. He's, he's, he's crap. He's doing nothing for us. But if he drops one or two of those, the game's yeah. even harder yeah. for us. Um, he's good under those high balls. He, he, he was very safe. There was, there was one there where he's, he's caught it. And he's you know he his form was all wrong. Instead of catching it here like this, his his fingers are pointing up in the sky. He had almost a big like old AFL mark almost. Oh, I did. He had a big old yeah. smile on his face as if to say, "Come on, Cleary, mate, you're going to have to do a better job than that." Yeah, I'm. I've got this back here. I'll tell you what, but you mentioned before that they um, Penrith seem to be having fun out there, and like on the opposite side of the scale, like we were getting our asses handed to him, yeah. handed to us. I just wanted to see, like, a bit of that fire in our players. Like, you know, and we haven't seen that this year. Like, holding each other accountable. Like, yeah. you know, like, 
even firing up at each other behind the line, have someone laying down the law going, this isn't good enough, you know, come on. You don't see that. No, you, you don't see that. Um, I felt like we saw that in, you know, round one and two, um, that there was a bit of fire there. I remember saying to you that before Lockie Fitz got injured the first time around this year, um, he, he was you know, screaming in people's faces and yeah. and Barney was, was off chops and then he's throwing the elbow in. And I think we're really missing Fitz um, since he's been um, injured and hasn't been here the last couple of weeks. Mm. Yeah. I think they're really missing him. Um, now, our, our attack is... We've been sitting here saying our defence is pretty poor. Mm. Our attack is shocking. It has been, it has yeah. been for years. Uh, we were sitting here screaming for Willie Peters to be marched on because we we thought that it was Willie Peters that was constructing this attack that was so bad. Yeah. Um it's just predictable and teams like teams like your Parramatta um when they're not getting flogged by the Bulldogs. <laughs> when they're not playing the Bulldogs, yeah. <laughs> um normally your Parramatta, your Penriffs, your Melbournes, your Roosters, teams like that they can really tell what you're going to do when all you're doing is this one out stuff, and then you might yeah. spread it spread it wide maybe once per play. It's just really yeah. predictable, and it's why we only scored six against Manly, two points against Parramatta and Melbourne, six against Penrith, and we are shut out against Cronulla. It's our attack is our attack is non-existent this year. Yeah, that one out one out play, like you said, to run up get tackled one out like. You should hear my wife watching the game. She goes crazy about it. She's like, pass it out wide. I'm like, settle down, babe. It's good uh, that she's into it. She is. She gets really into it. But, no, yeah. that's, that's, that's good. Now, um, I have some questions. Not for you, okay. because you you weren't out there on um, on Sunday afternoon. No. You weren't playing. I didn't no. see you named in the team no, list. I was, you know, put me in, coach. But he just doesn't <laughs> I ring him every week and say, you know, I've still got the boots from back under, you know, He under hasn't blocked your number yet? Uh, not that I know of. He just never answers. <laughs> <laughs> you might have played against Payne House now that we're we're talking about it. Um, it was yeah. what was Payne from Woodbury? Yeah, from a Woodbury Warriors. I was um, played for the Beresfield Bears. That was like that old rivalry mm. back in the day. Anyone who lives around, you know, the Thornton Beresfield area would probably know about that rivalry. You never know. He might have been on yeah. the other team. Um, anyway, I have some serious questions for our forwards. Here's some more stats. I'm a bit of a mm. stat man. Uh, Matt Croker, 28 minutes he played. He made one run. That really surprised meters. me. Like, because he's been one of our better players. Like, this he year has. he's been real standout. Yep. Like, he's pretty much cemented that they can't leave him out of the side anymore. But then he offers up that. How do you play 28 minutes of football and make yeah. one run? Yeah, I don't understand. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, now here's another one for you. Jacob Safidi, 33 minutes. Seven runs, 51 metres. Well, unfortunately this season that makes more sense because we're getting a little bit more used to that this season. But in saying that, yeah, I don't understand that either. I don't understand what's going on with the Saifides. We've talked about it all the time. Like, I don't know. Are they not happy in Newcastle? Like, I, I hope that's not the case. Like, how can you go from, like, um, well, what, what the are they, form they, what they had want? what they do now? Like, I don't understand I, 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 I don't understand. Maybe we'll, we'll swap them. We will swap... The Safidi twins for the Thompson twins. Leo and and he's identical twin. Mm. We'll take Gotta them get and it see how. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how they go. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you were saying before, um, our forwards just aren't matching up. They're just they're just it just seems yeah. to be there's no fire. There's fire in a couple. The Clemmer's trying hard. 
Mm. Uh, Mitchie Barnett has a go. Uh, Lockie Fitz had uh, 16 runs for 80-something metres. And, you know, he's not normally a big metre reader, but yeah. he, he's had to take on more of a, a running role because... Jacob Safidi's out there for 33 minutes touching the ball seven times. Yeah, I don't understand it. And, like, no one seems to have the answer. Like, I'm not having a go at them. Like, I've seen online, you know, people, like, their dad's defending him and stuff, and he should. He's their dad. Mm. And, like, I'm not having a go at them personally. I'm just confused, like a lot of Knights fans. I don't understand. Yeah, you just don't understand how... Daniel can go from the form that he did. He had he was a, our best forward, an outstanding year for a whole year. Mm. I mean, his form rarely dropped for even a game. He was just yeah. consistent. Now his form's non-existent. Well, he's obviously out injured now, but mm. he just he just has no form, and he's he's given that to his brother Jacob. Yeah, like, is there stuff going on outside of football? Who knows? I Who don't knows? Know. I was um, sitting in the stands on, on on Sunday, and like I said, I turned up there with the whole you know we're not we're not going to win. Telling the people I was with, don't worry about it. I'm just here for a good time. <laughs> just here for the Steel Cities. So. Um, yeah. Well, no, they're not selling Steel oh, Cities yeah, there anymore. Well, there it's some other local beer. Piss them off and get yeah. Steel City back. That's strange. Um, but I was just in awe of of Penrith. I was just mm. sitting back and, you know, they'd score these freakish plays and you just sit there and go, wow. Like, it, it, yeah. I just you just can't believe some of the stuff they're pulling off. They're like water. I know that's a real weird thing to compare them to, but they're like water. They just flow. Yeah. Imagine supporting a team that was just that good. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> Wouldn't it it's be been nice? been a long time. I have vague memories from back, you know, 97, 2001, <laughs> what that felt like. If I dig down in the in the bag that far, but yeah, yep, it's been yep. a long, long time. Yep. Um, I, along with a lot of other Knights fans, Storky. Now I'm going to take you to the press conference. Please do. Yeah, please do. We know where this is going. Yeah. Um, Adam O'Brien. I want to know what he meant by you know ingrained for decades. What what's he talking about? What 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 do you think? Oh, I don't know. That's, it, just, it doesn't make sense. Like, he came on board, like, we've been struggling for a long time. Yeah. And then, um, uh, you know, it, there was the rebuild, and we started getting players, you know, we're building the club back up again. He was supposed to come in and take over and take us to that next step, which, you know, granted, you know, he has. You mm. know, we've, um, we've reached the, the finals, yep. you know, which we had yep. a big drought for that. But it doesn't seem to be getting any further. I don't know, like, what's happening inside the club that we're not aware of. <sighs> That that's the thing. Um, ha, have we hit that ceiling? Have mm. you know? Did did O'Brien promise a? You know, I'll get you to the finals. I'll get you. Like, is that as far as we will possibly go? But what what frustrates me is, I'm sick of no matter what coach it is that comes in, they they tell us that there's something wrong. They'll yeah. say, oh, there's something wrong. We've got to fix it. It's going to take a while to fix it. Bear with us. We don't know what's wrong. We're pumping membership money into the club. We're we're you know pouring our hearts out yeah. watching watching the games. What, how many teams get flogged like we do week after week lately and, turn and still up? have twenty one thousand people yeah. at a game? Yeah, that's the thing. We we have you know constantly twenty one, twenty two, twenty five thousand turning up to games. We're invested in a club that keeps telling us that there's something wrong, but they won't tell yeah. us what's wrong. Every came every coach that comes in blames the culture. Yeah. They'll say the Knights culture, there's something here, blah, 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 we've got to fix it. 
obviously doesn't get fixed because the next coach comes in. We removed Matt Gidley. Matt Gidley was the CEO there for a while. We kicked him out because we said the club had a bit too much of an old boys club type feel. So they moved on uh, Matt Gidley as as uh, CEO. We sacked our media team and brought in one of one of the guys from Triple M because we thought, oh, maybe it's a maybe it's the media team. Yeah. Um, what we've been through a thousand coaches and four owners in the last four uh, last ten years or so. Yeah. I don't it, understand it. It well, doesn't make sense. How can you have something ingrained of you if we went from, you know, being owned by who we were to then being owned by Tinkler to then being owned by the NRL to now being owned by West? How can you have something ingrained in you? Yeah. If, you know, from your secretary CEO, you know, from the CEO down to who whatever the lowest person that's getting paid at the Knights is has been changed, call it four times Yeah, in the how last 10 years. How can, how can something can be ingrained? Compare it to, like I was having a look at, compare it to Penrith who weren't in a very different situation than we were for like the last 10 years. Yep. They've been up and down all over the ladder. Let's just go back to somewhere like 2019. They were 10th. Yep. We were 12th. Yeah. So we're around about that same type of area. Next season, they're first. Yeah. We're 7th. We're moving up a tiny bit. And we all know, you know, 2021, they finished second, but they won the premiership. And we're seventh again, but they, they weren't that much different than us going back further. Um, ever since like 2011, they've been 12th and 15th and 10th. And mm. same as us, we've had spoons, but they just seem to have been getting it right lately. Last few seasons and they've their plan has worked. Yeah. Ours just seems to be going back to the drawing board and breaking the chalk. Like yeah. I'd well, back in the, the mid-2000s and... 15s or whatever it was, Gus Gould came in and said, I've got a five-year plan for Penrith. Mm. That five-year plan bloody worked. Yeah. Because they're wasn't on... around to, um, <laughs> to see it out, but yeah, <laughs> yeah it yeah. did work. Um, whatever they did there, it, it, it worked. And it's still working for them. And they're probably going to turn into a, a Melbourne yeah. where they've just got a production line. Oh, now. yeah. It's definitely going to be They seem a set. You look at... They they put it to Melbourne when they basically had their reserve grade team. It's on gonna the be field. it's gonna be like I'll be very surprised if this year it's not Melbourne Penrith grand final again, and I'll be very surprised if Penrith don't win it again. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't yeah. see anyone anyone beating Penrith. Stalky, I have a question for you. Yeah, AOB in or out. Oh, man. I don't understand what... The things he's saying, I'm not happy. I'm not accepting some of the things he's saying. He mentioned at the press conference, he said, we have to look at how we're approaching the season. We're bloody halfway through the season, <laughs> and now you want to have a look at how we're approaching it. Yeah, it's almost NFL season. Yeah, this stuff should be like I've looked at in pre-season. Yeah. Why are we looking at how we're approaching the season halfway through? Yeah. That's just silly to me. He also mentions, um, uh, you know, that we have to look, like you said earlier, about rebuilding. And like I mentioned, we've been rebuilding for the last 20 years. We've been rebuilding since 2016 or something. Well, imagine, like, comparing it to a house. Oh, we're building and then all of a sudden just pushing the wall over or taking bricks out from certain areas. I'd have a new builder by now. What's going on? (laughs) Like... I, I don't know, man. I, I've stuck up for O'Brien for a long, long time, but it's, yeah. it's getting harder and harder to do so. And, you know, I don't know, man. I'm on the verge of thinking maybe something needs to change. Yeah, I, I was the same as you. I was I was defending him from the likes of the Mick Bryants out there. Um, 
But if we can't beat the Raiders, I'm going to use the Raiders as our yardstick. Mm. Uh, is that even the right term? Um, if we can't beat the Raiders, I say something needs to change. And unfortunately, yeah. that change needs to start with the coach. Um, he said in the press conference, he didn't say it directly, but he pretty much said it. And he's been saying it for weeks now. Um, he keeps blaming past night's issues for mm-hmm. something that's happening on the field for him. Bloody Brian Smith, Tinkler and Bennett, he's blaming them because yeah. the current players can't tackle. Yeah. And I just don't understand. You can't sit there and go, oh, this from five years ago is the reason why my forwards can't run for more than 80 metres a game. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand. Just so many things to blame. Like even as back as last season, everyone was blaming Pierce and the scandals. He was like, that's not there anymore. Can't yep. blame that anymore. Yeah. And then, you know, something else that they blame this season will be gone next season or whatever. Can't blame that. Let's blame this. It's always we're blaming something. Let's just bloody take responsibility, fix whatever it is and move on. It's so frustrating. Yeah. It's almost, I would almost prefer if the Knights said to us, look, you know, I, I've just taken a two week, two weeks there to to reset and and mm. go again. I would almost accept it if the Knights came out to us and said, "Look, we're not going to field a team in two thousand and twenty three because we feel whatever this shit is that's ingrained, we want to get out of our system. We're not going to field a team next year. We're going to focus on everything that happens behind the scenes. Come back bigger and stronger the year after." I'd almost mm. I'd almost... That's a huge call. That's a huge call, but <laughs> I'd almost say, you know what, I'm happy with that. Yeah, they need to have a look at that. Um, knowing the, the Knights, we would come out in 2024 <laughs> and you'd still be blaming shit. Yeah, like they need to have a look at their preseason or something's going on because like, that culture should be getting ingrained in them, you know, before, like, getting everyone hyped up, getting everyone on the same page, getting, like, you know, just everybody together. Let's. This is the campaign. This is what we're going for this season. Yeah. Let's do it. It just seems to have fallen apart. And every time, um, you know, someone conducting an interview will ask an O'Brien or someone like that, oh, you've signed such and such. What are they going to bring to the team? The first thing they usually say is a winning culture. Yeah. Or some sort of culture. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, no, but our culture's still shit. We keep bringing people in where everyone's like, oh, this the, they're going to improve yeah. our culture. Are we pulling people under with us rather than <laughs> them pulling us out of the water? We're just pulling people yeah, well, under. Welcome to Newcastle where uh, all we want to do is chill out for six days a week and then play football the other day. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand. Mm. Anyway, let's move on. Otherwise, we're never going to move on to the Resurge Clothing wrap-up. Let's wrap up this round. Um, here's, here's what I've got, Stalky. It, it hurts that it's so easy to summarise this game. Slow defensive line speed, um, and the attack has about as much creativeness as a Nickelback song. Yeah, that's it's, really harsh. <laughs> it's really harsh. Um, to me, players and coaches need to start being accountable. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same. You know, offence, not up to scratch. Defence, not up to scratch. Like, we were pretty much on life support for most of that game. You know, it is what it is. They are the premiers. I understand that. So let's move forward. Let's look at uh, the Raiders. And like you said, it would be a good measuring stick because they are in the same type of boat as us. Yep. So let's see how we go. Let's see how we go. Yep. And, okay, so moving on to the Steel City key moment of the week. Now, there wasn't a lot to choose from (laughs) this week. You could probably guess what it's going to be. Yep. Um, but we're going to go for the Edric Lee try. So Mm. Edric Lee goes down the outside of Cleary. 
um, with seven minutes to go, and it actually finally gave the Knights fans something to cheer about. All little, too little, too late. Yeah. My my favorite part about this was the cutout ball from Leo Thompson. Leo Thompson, you know, getting yeah. in the halves. Go go back uh, to Leo's childhood, growing up playing rugby union. He was actually a, a fly half, which is what I was back in the rugby union days, which is essentially a five eight. Yeah. Um, bit of a hybrid between a five eight and a halfback. Um, so yeah, he he's got the ball skills. I'd like to yeah. see him move into that thirteen. Okay, be a be a lock with with some ball skills. But yeah, this this was this was beautiful, a beautiful pass from yeah. Leo. And Edric Lee, once he's in space, he only has to take about four strides, and he's yeah, in the end. Yeah, was never going to catch him. You no. know, he would, you know, down the outside, down the outside. <laughs> we we don't talk about Edric, you know, being fast. Whenever they talk about fast players, oh, it's you know, Dom Dominic now. Young yeah. or um, a Cobo or a um, Tibio, for whatever yeah. whatever the guy from the Cowboys is called. Um, and Edric's had a lot of like full um full lengths, you know, of the field tries. So. Mm. in his lifetime, especially yep. at the night. So exactly. Props where it's due. So that was Steel City's key moment of the week. Let's move on, Storky, to our man shake man of the match. And like our Steel City key moment just then, there were, well, there wasn't a lot of slim pickings. Yeah. Um, we've given it to Matt Croker uh, for his one run of four metres. <laughs> no, <laughs> one point goes to Edric Lee, two points to Dominic Young, and three points in your man shake man of the match. David Clemmer. Let's have a look at some of Clemmer's stats. 60 minutes, 13 runs for 111 metres and 45 post-contact metres, one tackle break, one offloads and 40 tackles. Best player of the night and certainly our best forward. He's been our best forward all year. He's basically been carrying our whole forward pack, which is kind of ironic considering last season he got pushed back to the bench. Yeah. So it was almost a foregiven conclusion that we're not going to pay him what he's worth once his contract ends. We'll probably either ship him on or, I mean, get some money back or we'll, you know, give him a lot less. But where do you stand now? Because he, like I said, has been carrying our forward pack. You take him out, like, Jeff. Yeah, like, like I said to you the other day, I feel like you've got to pay him the same amount as what you got him here on. You've got to give him those big dollars. He's the only only player that's... That, that's standing up. Maybe give him two years, a two-year option, and see how you, you know, the the two new players we got coming in go. See, yeah. see if maybe they lift and they're suddenly our best forwards. But at the moment, you've got to say we've got to get Clemmer back. We've got to keep yeah. him, give him what he deserves. Unless there's some secret they have up their sleeve, which. I don't, don't think that's the case. Of <laughs> they've got someone on the you know on the horizon. I don't but think I don't the Knights it. know what they've got up their sleeve anymore. No. Okay, let's have a look at the NRL ladder brought to you by the Cambridge. At the end of round 14, the Penrith Panthers are on top of the ladder. Storm, Cowboys and Broncos are the top four. Sharks, Eels, Rabbitohs and Roosters round out the top eight. Seagulls, Dragons, Raiders, Knights, West Tigers, Warriors, Bulldogs and the Titans are all in the bottom eight this week. Mm, interesting ladder. Yeah, the Titans on the bottom. I thought they would have did a lot better yeah, this season. Yeah, I, I thought they would have been, you know, hitting that eighth mark. Yeah, mm. really strange. Anyway, it's time for this week's Knighted News brought to you by Sid Fox. Hey, Link, how are you, mate? Boys, how are we doing? Mate, all right. Get, getting better after the after the game on the weekend. Yeah. 
It takes a while, doesn't it? It does, mate. It does. What what news have you got for us this week? Tell you what, boys, I'm uh, I'm turning the tables this week. You guys get to deliver all the crappy news, and I'm going to deliver some good news for once. Oh, so. Fantastic. We could bloody use some. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know how I feel each and every week, boys. Um, yeah. Look, two signings to the club, a couple of forwards and Adam Elliott and Jack Hetherington, guys. Yeah, um, nice. Would you know we broke the news about Adam Elliott a while ago? I don't know why. The Knights are so slow in releasing this stuff. The worst kept secret in the world, that one. Yeah. Um, at least yeah, they didn't yeah, release Jack- a, um, uh, you know, at two o'clock, you know, type yeah, of thing. Yeah, four o'clock breaking news yeah, will when, happen. Uh, when four places have already broken the news four hours earlier. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry to interrupt there. <laughs> no, nah, mate, no. Nah, so, look, uh, certainly some uh, some welcome recruits for 2023. Uh, both have signed a uh, three-year contract, so that'll see them out to 2026. Um, we do know Adam Elliott was heavily linked to the club with his uh, partner, Millie Boyle, the Dally M winner this year, and the NRLW coming to the club also. So, mm. bit of a no-brainer. Uh, look, we, we snatched both of them from Canberra. Um, we know Adam Elliott's got a one-year contract with the Raiders after a bit of a uh, controversy at the Bulldogs. Um, they were looking to retain him, and they were certainly looking very much so at Jack Hetherington. Um, so, yeah, guys, I, I think these are conclusions for the club. You know, two guys I reckon we could certainly do with this season. Um, what do you boys make of it, eh? Mate, I'll take, I'll take anything at this stage, <laughs> really. Yeah. <laughs> Just give us, that, give us something that works. <laughs> yeah. Um, Elliot's a funny one, though, because I remember um, it's funny how a player joining your team can change your opinion on them. Because I remember we played against the Bulldogs, and he, you know, he was playing pretty well against us. I remember just seeing him and thinking, I think he even scored that game, thinking... I don't really like that guy. I don't know. You know how you just see a player and you think, I'm yeah. not really a big fan of that guy. You know, next minute, he's joining our club. Welcome aboard, my friend. <laughs> Happy All to have forgiven. you. He's one of my favourite players in the night. I've Skip always liked you. I've yeah. always liked you. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Um, any any change is, is good for us. Yeah. You know, we were saying before, you know, the, the culture, the winning culture. And, yeah. Mate, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take bloody big dog on the wing if, if it dog. if it means we might win one more game. Big I don't dog know. used to rep the old Henny Penny jersey from memory, so yeah, maybe he did. pull it out. Link, link, link up there probably oh, has no idea dog. who Big Dog is. Do you is. know who Big Dog is, Link? No, mate. Sorry, I can't. Oh, okay. no. Must be a Newcastle thing. Do you have a version of this? Okay, this is a real weird to be talking about on a night's podcast, but do you um, have up um, when you were growing up, it's like a guy in a suit who um like around about six o'clock you know tells the kids it's time to go to bed and like you know it's time to go to bed brush your teeth and then he puts his arm and says good night big dog and like you know little kids go to sleep with him did you have like a version like a of that prime possum did prime you... possum did you know prime possum oh i was gonna say they call those intruders up here i don't know <laughs> oh, what you're talking about priests yeah. <laughs> <Go to sleep. laughs> i don't know about down there boys but that's illegal up here yeah <laughs> Oh, the big dose I don't want anyone coming to my house and telling me to go to sleep. <laughs> oh, it's not no, it's not nightmare fuel. It's actually, you know, yeah. But anyway, let's move on. Yeah, go to dog with go to bed with big dog. Yeah. It's like got a whatever, whole new meaning what, now. Whatever, you know, whatever gets you going, I guess. <laughs> this went down to really it quick. Did, it did. So, so that's all you got for us, Link? Boys, that's it. All positive this week. I'm not going to give any bad news. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to get out while I can. Nice. Thanks, mate. Well, we'll leave you with some images of Big Dog, um, and and we'll we'll kick on with the show. Um, it's time for this week's Lampton Park match preview, Storky. Let's do it. Let's do it.
Let's have a look at this week's round 15 clash against the 11th place Canberra Raiders at 2pm this Sunday afternoon at GIO Stadium in Canberra. Now, Storky, our lovely sponsors, Sid Fogs, are running a bus to the game. So head to their socials and their website if you if you want to yeah. jump on the bus. I don't know how many tickets they got left or whether or not they're even sending a bus anymore if they got enough numbers. But, yeah, if you want to head down to Canberra, Give Sid Fogs a call. Definitely worth it. Yeah, just sit back and just chill. Let them do all the work. Yeah, from from yeah. memory, it was sixty nine dollars or something. Sixty nine dollars return to Canberra. Yeah, that's bugs. Especially petrol prices at the moment. Cost you oh yeah, more than that. and they drop you off at the front of the gate. It's none yeah. of this drop you off at a station and you have to walk one point five k's or something. Have a couple of beers or, or yeah, I don't wines. Know. Do they spell wines? I don't know though? if they allow. What do the ladies drink at games? Not the ladies don't drink beer as well, but what do they sell at games like wine? Oh or? yeah, probably wine, Southern Comforts. Southern I don't comforts, know. I don't yeah, know. yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um, okay, for those not making the journey down to the game, the game will be live on Foxtel and Ko. All right, let's have a look at your Newcastle Knights team list for round fifteen at fullback and captain. Kalen Ponga, Edric Lee and Dominic Young on the wing. Dane Gagai and Anari Tuwala in the centres. At 5'8", Anthony Milford and Jake Clifford at halfback. David Clemmer and Jacob Safidi in the front row. Chris Randall at hooker. Tyson Frizzell and Mitch Barnett in the second row. And Kurt Mann at lock. Sasagi, Thompson, Crocker, Croker and Sulo on the bench. Interesting bench. Yeah, that's an interesting match. The actual normal team, like besides maybe one or two, it's not too bad. Like it's pretty decent. You're not going to get a lot better than that. So, mm. as we yeah. were saying, um, um, old Jacob Safidi needs to step up. Definitely yeah. needs to needs to get more than seven runs. Yeah. Um, and Fitzgibbon's been dropped either by form or injury. I don't understand that. Or well, that's why I said earlier I got confused. I said that he's been out, but uh, yeah, I saw that he was out. This week, and I wasn't sure if it was because of injury or whether there's a cloud over him or yeah, what's going I, on. I don't know. Maybe all I could think of is maybe he's been given a rest because he's certainly yeah. not our worst forward at the no. moment. And like I said earlier, um, we've missed like just his passion when he wasn't playing with us, when he was injured. Yeah. We missed that passion. So having him back is like... You, you look at that bench. Um, if you've got to fit Fitzgibbon, he's on that bench. So... Yeah. So it must it has to be some type of injury cloud over him or something. There's got to be something there. Yep, for yeah. sure. But uh, Sean, so where do you see the Knights winning and losing this one against the Raiders? Um, this is where it starts to get interesting for me because I'm I'm going to give you two 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 separate answers. One's going to be here, and then one's going to be in our predictions later on. And you can tell me where I've contradicted myself. Okay. Um, with our attack. I just don't see where we're going to score much-needed points. Um, and our defence isn't up to NRL standard. I'd, it feels like we need a, a, a miracle to win. Yeah, yeah, it is a bit like that, actually. And, you know, they have some dangerous players. And like, they do. You know, if you don't... Um, Papali, if you don't stop him, he's just going to run right over you. You know, it's, they've just got a lot of danger players. For a team that has that many danger players, they are kind of like us, but you'd probably expect them to be playing better than they are. Yeah. Um, I don't follow the Raiders too closely, but I do believe they've actually won their last few, maybe, and they're playing a little bit better. They they lost... I, I feel I feel sorry for them how they lost last oh, was week. Was that against um, the it was against, wasn't and it? It was against um, Brisbane. Brisbane, ah, yeah. They, they were leading... Um, coming into the second half, yeah. and Brisbane lost. Um, they lost Farnsworth, uh, Reynolds, and 
I can't. Um, I think it was Payne Haas. They yeah. lost the three of them in the second half, and somehow they still lost to that Broncos side. Yeah. Um, so they're they're hit and miss. I just feel like they're a little bit more hit than we are. Yeah. Um, well, let's hope we can just pull one out. Yeah, but history history is not too bad against them. Um, in our last ten appearances with the Raiders, we have won five, drew one, and lost four. The Raiders outscoring us 266 to 257. Hmm. The average scoreline being the Raiders 26, Knights 25. So recent history will tell you we're actually better against them on the road. Yeah, actually, yeah, now that you mention it, that does make a lot of sense. Yep. So, yeah, it's better than average. Reminds me of that um, you know, bit in Crocodile Dundee where the guy goes, what are your chances of getting out of here with that jacket on? And he throws a knife and it splits the guy's mohawk and he goes... <laughs> Better than average. <laughs> so basically, better than average, our chances. Better than average, yep. I like it, Stalky. That's a good one. Yeah. I thought you were going to go with the whole, you know, that's not a knife, this is a knife, and I didn't really know how, where that yeah, was going to fit. I don't know how that could fit no, into it. Yeah. No. Oh, well. i like to keep you guessing. Yeah. Um, okay, so Kingdom Wrestling key matchup. Battle of the Five Eights. Anthony Milford versus Jack Whiten. You know, Jack's a huge part of the Raiders team. He is huge part um, yep. and Milford you know still looking for a point to prove in our team but he's been a big asset you know brings a lot to the table even though the team isn't putting it together yeah and you could almost say it's against Milford's old club he did play there a while ago, a long time ago <laughs> yeah, now right. but he did play for them he did um, yeah um, Whiten's their main man um, mm. we, we've got to contain him if we struggle to contain him we're going to struggle to win yeah um, so 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 that's our man. We have to contain. Yeah. Yep. So that, I like that matchup, Storky. Good one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's move on to our Bay Hotel Punt Club top five. In first place, Kirk Galbraith with eighty three points. Second, Rachel Urquhart with eighty one points. Riley Collins in third with eighty points and a margin of one hundred and seventy two. Uh, one hundred and seventy two, and in fourth also on eighty points, but a margin of two hundred and twenty eight. There's some massive margins. John Nolan and in fifth place, Jason Mueller on seventy eight points. Storky, you are in thirty seventh, my friend. You were you were around that fifty mark. I know. Um, so, up. so you're, you've moved up really well. And, yeah. and while we were away, I actually had a perfect round. So I skyrocketed. Um, forgot to put my tips in last week. Ah, <laughs> oh, that makes sense because I thought, weren't you ahead of me? <laughs> I was. I had that perfect round and I went up. I went yeah. up to in the 20s somewhere. Um, then forgot to put my tips in and mm. came back down. And, mate, I've landed one behind you. Well, it's still, you know, like you said, we, we were in, I was in the 50s at one stage, so I'm climbing back up. Mate, but, um, you're doing well. Surely there was no perfect rounds this week unless you're a, you know, doggy's tragic and you pick them no matter what. Yeah. Like, I, no I, one would have picked doggies. I seriously doubt someone had a perfect round this Even week. as an upset, you're not going to pick that game out of all the upsets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's have a look at our tips this week. Storky, you and I have gone for the exact same teams. Yeah, you have sent two your perfect all... rounds coming up. Yeah, exactly. Every you know what? Everyone probably has the same tips when when you when I read yeah. this one out. Um, we've both taken the rabbits over the dragons, cowboys over the seagulls, Melbourne over Brisbane, the sharks over the titans, the panthers over the warriors, the eels over the roosters, 
The Knights over the Raiders, that's where I said I contradict myself because I've been sitting here saying we're not going to win, but I've yeah. tipped us. Um, and finally, the Bulldogs over the West Tigers. I think I picked the Knights because, yes, that is going to be a game where a lot of people will go either way, but we have to pull it out sooner or later, and I'm just hoping it's this week. It's got to start soon. Roosters and Eels could go either way, but I just yep. think the Eels Bulldogs are going to fire West back. Tigers could go either way. Yeah. Bulldogs so, you know. could turn up like they did against Parramatta and smash the Tigers, or Tigers could win by a field goal. You just yeah. don't know. Hopefully we've got two perfect rounds coming yep. up. So um, our punk club predictions now, you know, I, you know, I couldn't pick a nose at the moment, but I'll tell you what my predictions are. <laughs> so I'm a Ponga, first try scorer. Uh, Papali, anytime try scorer. Yep. I think he usually scores against us, so run Probably. with that. Um, and I'm going to go for the Knights 13 plus. I'm a little Ooh. bit dubious because I was like, like you said, where are we going to yeah, get these where, points where are we from? Scoring these points from? I don't know. I'm hoping somebody stands up. Mm, so. Okay. All right, mine. I've gone for a trifecta. Uh, Tuwala, Young, and oh, I went Fitzgibbon, and he's, and he's he wasn't named. Okay. I'm going to have to come up with one on the spot. You're right, like pressure. Do, mm, do, pressure. Do, I'll go Tuwala, Young, do, 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 and I'll go do, 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 do. Lee. There you go. Yep. Um, anytime try scorer, Nick Kotrick. And the Knights in a small win, 1-12, to 12, even though I said we wouldn't, even yeah. though I tipped us. Mm. That's yep. all good. Yep. All right, let's move on to our favourite segment of the week, Stalky, and that is the Mark Hughes Foundation Fan Mail. Okay, the 2022 Mark Hughes Foundation beanies are now on sale, Storky. Obviously, on top of our fine heads here. If you don't have one, what are you doing? They've been on sale for a while now. You have they're comfy. I so did see comfy. a lot of people have them on at the on the game okay. on Sunday. Oh, nice. Yep, you need nice. it because it's been really cold oh, lately. It's freezing. Okay. Um, they are available at Lowe's, IGA, and the Mark Hughes Foundation website. All right, first bit of mail is from Benjamin Joseph, which is a name that we haven't read out before. So a, a new name. Nice. Will we make the top eight? I think the better question is, do we deserve to make the top eight? That but, is a good um, question. You know, look at the teams around, hovering around just below that top eight. You've got like the Raiders, the Dragons and the Eels. They are teams that, you know, yep. can fall off, you know, so they, they could go by the wayside. I don't know who they're playing. I haven't looked at who they've got coming up. Yeah. Um, uh, but look inside that top eight. Unfortunately, I can't see any of those top eight sides slipping. Like at the bottom, at the moment, I think on eight points you've got, which I did mention earlier, but I can't remember. I think you've got the Roosters. Like what are the chances of the Roosters slipping out? Like maybe the Rabbits. I think they're on seventh, but then Latrell Mitchell's going to come back soon, so that's going to give them a boost yeah. as well. Yeah. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to say no this year, as much as it hurts me to say. Yep. Um, there's always a chance. Always, is you know that um that that gif with um Always was it dumb dumber where oh, he's like yeah, he so goes, you're telling, you're me, telling me there's a chance <laughs> yep um I, the, it reminds the, me of Rocky you know they're like <laughs> the Knights <laughs> their life was a million to one shot. <laughs> That's what it bloody feels like sometimes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's always a chance we might scrape in, but I really don't think so. Yeah. Like you are saying, there's too many teams around that eight mark that they, they just have the advantage on us. Mm. Um, by my math, which isn't great, I went to Morris at high, so my, my <laughs> math's not fantastic. Um, I believe we need to win eight from 11 
to to make it into the eight to to scrape mm. in there. Um, I we don't, don't have the worst run home. We play the Titans twice, I believe. We play the Raiders twice. Raiders twice. Um, um, Bulldogs, Bulldogs again. Tigers. So, so we don't have the worst run. If we can turn something on, it is a possibility. We do have yeah. a couple of games where we've probably got Buckleys are winning. I yeah, think there's that, like the that, Roosters and stuff. But That's why I said there's a slight chance we might scrape in. We, yeah. we, we have an okay draw. Um, I feel we need to win eight. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's move on to the next one. So, Mark Matthews. I don't, haven't heard that name before. No, that's another new one. So, hey, boys, as jersey collectors, I'm sure you'll be purchasing the new mining jersey. Yes, both already have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd love to get your honest opinion on them. Do you genuinely like them or just get them to add to your collection? Um, I honestly love them. I, I Don't get me wrong. I love the red and blue. I yeah. really do. But... It's it's nice. It's it's fresh for a change. Um, when we first start, what this is the tenth tenth of year, yeah, I believe yeah, now tenth anniversary. Um, and and I've always enjoyed them. I've I've gone out to the game yeah. out at um out at Mudgee where we beat St George forty five yeah. points to six or SKB something. SKB or something. Yeah, that was nice. Um, yeah, that's right. We um we One beat on the buzzer. Um, Jamie Bura put that kick in for SKD SKD um, at Tamworth. Yeah. Um, people who say, you know, we, we never win in it uh, don't really they, – they seem to forget that we have won a lot. Yeah, people that say it's cursed. If the bloody Miners jersey is cursed, then what are our home and away jersey <laughs> this year? Because we can't win in them either. Yeah, and we get everyone injured in the yeah. home and away as well. So, so what's so, going on with that? Uh, yeah. Uh, so as a collector – well, now I call myself a collector now that I've got um, 41 on the on the way. Yeah. Yeah. I've only this will only be my second um, miners jersey though. They're not as easy to get as some they're, of the other jerseys. Not. They didn't, they haven't released all of them to the public. Yeah, Probably so you have to get match worn. People ones. get their pitchforks out and bloody Burn torches and, and stuff when that's even mentioned online. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yes, I like them as a fan. I like the orange. I like the concept every now and then, um, and I like it as a collector. Yep. Yeah. Happy. Yeah. I'm the same. I used to hate them. If you can go back like to Facebook, like you know, yeah, back in the your day, memories, yeah, yeah, memories, you know. Um, but yeah, I'd be one of the people going, "Don't like them. We're not orange," you know, and all that. So I understand yep. the people that say that. I totally do because I didn't. I was the same. But over the time, they've they've just become part of our club. Yeah. So I don't mind them. It's just a one-off thing. I get what it represents. Um, I do like how they've changed it up this year and changed it up to basically yeah, being nice. the home and away strip, but just in the different colors. Yeah, and it's got the like the. Um, nice little patterns through it. Yeah. People might not realise the little intricate patterns. Yeah, so hmm. so yeah, so I don't actually mind. Um, I actually, one of the main things I like about them, and this is going to sound strange, is the fact that everyone hates them. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of another reason I like them. I don't know why I've got a weird personality like that, but... um, You are psychotic, my yeah, friend. <laughs> strange. You know, I've been called worse. So. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to getting them. So they should be getting shipped out soon, actually, yeah, for anyone out there who also bought one. Mm. Yeah. Yep. All right, moving on to Noah Hales, another new name. No, no, Noah's been around for a long time. Yeah, we we love Noah. Um, if the NRL had a Royal Rumble, we like our wrestling questions. Uh, which five players are the last ones standing? Okay, I'll shoot through this. We won't spend too much time for the yep. people that aren't wrestling fans. But okay, I will go uh, in Payne Hass. Yep. Um, uh, David Fafita. Um, Sosof- I don't know how you say his first name. C O C O C for um, Telekai. 
Yep. Go for him. Yep. Uh, Mitch Barnett, you know, we all know he's got a good elbow. It could be his finishing, yeah. finishing move yeah. or something there. Finishing old elbow drop. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and my last one might surprise you, but I'm going to go for Jalen Campbell. And I'm oh. looking at it in kind of a um, Sean Michaels type of way. A little guy, you know, gets around. Can yep. do some of that. Yeah, I'm going to go for Jalen Campbell as the outsider there. Who wins? If you had to say one of those was going to win, who wins? Out of all them, oh, mate, I'm going to have to, you know, be a bit biased and I'm going to have to go with her Mitch Barnett. Mitch with Barnett. His, um, you know, with his elbow finish. I like it. Um, all right, my turn. Um, I've gone with Selwyn Cobbo, the young 18-year-old. He, he's he's yeah. fast, he's fit, he's strong. Yeah. Um, he could just be that, you know, that that light heavyweight type, yeah. type winner. Payne Haas as well as you. Uh, I've gone for David Clemmer. Yeah, aggression. Big, big angry man. I've yeah. also gone for Talakai. Yeah. Just low to the ground, strong, yeah. like quick. R- like Rhino. Rhino type. Yeah. Um, and and this guy, and I've got him as my winner. Okay. Surprisingly, I've gone for Cam Munster. Uh, yeah, well, um, I was almost put him in there just for you know the old. He's kind of like the Ric Flair, you know. The well, I've 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 gone for an Eddie Guerrero type oh, where yeah. he'd lie, cheat, steal, yeah. um, bit sneaky. I yeah. feel like he would win by you know the old. Um, there's the guys on the ropes, and then you know he starts running across, and you pull the old top rope down. Yeah. I've pictured that's how um that's how, how Cam Munster's that going to um, win it. When um, Aguero used to, you know, the ref was out and as he was coming back, you know, he would He'd like throw, throw the, the chair, chair the, the opponent would catch it and then he'd lie on the floor. So the ref thought he knocked them out and get disqualified. Yeah, yeah good old was, Eddie. He was one of the best. One he of the great. best. He was. Okay, let's move on to the last question we've got last here. Last one. From Nate Marsh, if you had to pick between Robbie Davis and Kalen Ponga as your fullback, who would you choose and why? Ask me in 10 years' time. Um, yeah, it's a bloody tough one. It, it's a tough one. No, um, as of right now, I, I'm going Robbie O. For me, he's, he's he's a great fullback in any era. If he if you put him 50 years ago, great fullback. Obviously did well in the 90s and the 2000s. Yeah. I feel like he would even be a gun fullback in the game today. Yeah. Um, I'm going for Robbie O. Yeah. Um, interesting you say that because, yeah, I pretty much said the same thing. I said, if we were going right now, Robbie O, you know, people forget how good Robbie O was. He yep. was, you know, the Queensland fullback for a good stretch of time there. Um, good defender. I think he's a better defender as of now than Kalen. Yeah. Um, good, you know, offense as well. Um, he's attack. I think Ponga's probably got him on attack. Yeah, um, Ponga's so, probably got, you know, better ball handling yeah. skills. I think um, uh, now I would take Robbie O. But if you fast forward in the long run, yeah, I'd go for Ponga because I think Ponga eventually will be a better player than yeah. Robbio. Nothing yeah. against Robbio, but exactly. Yeah. That that that's why I said ask us in ten years' time. Yeah. All right. The 2022 Mark Hughes beanies are available to purchase. Like I said earlier, if you have donated or purchased a beanie, thank you very much. Um, if you haven't, as Mark said on uh, on our show a few yeah. weeks ago, on the interview we did, which you can catch that online. It's on Spotify and YouTube. Go yep, check yep. that out. Very interesting. We must find an answer to brain cancer, and every dollar that you use, whether it's a donation, buying a beanie, or a scarf, it yeah. all goes towards finding an answer to brain cancer. Yeah, very, very, yep. very important. Uh, that brings us to the end of the show. If you haven't already, you know, like us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Instagram. 
Um, Spotify, as we always say, every single week, Spotify is going really well for us. So thank you to everyone who listens on Spotify. Um, Apple Podcasts, it's not just on Spotify, it's Apple Podcasts yep. and all the other audio ones. Um, YouTube, you know, if you want to click that little Ding. bell... <laughs> Want to click that little bell, yep. um, uh, and then you'll get notifications. Subscribe, that'll be awesome. We really appreciate it yep. if you subscribe. Um, give the pages a share or something. You know, help you know help some brothers out. Exactly it's right. Like, yeah, exactly. All the shares that we can take, all the you know people subscribing to our YouTube channel, our Facebook. Yeah, we appreciate um, it. Our sponsors see that we can we can we spend more in resources to bring you a better podcast. Yeah, exactly. So yep. it all comes around at the end of the day. Exactly. Full circle. Anyway, that's all from us this week. Thank you again, Storky. Thank you very much. I've uh, missed you the last couple of weeks. Missed, I have. You, missed your face. I, know. I was expecting you to run across the set, you know, open armed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we will see you next week. Don't just have a good night. Have a Newcastle night. Like brothers in arms, we're more than a team. And the heart of a sea, we wear on our sleeves for the red and the blue. Till the end we will fight Singing long live The Newcastle Knights Long live The Newcastle Knights Long live The Newcastle Knights For the red and the blue Till the end we will fight Singing long live The Newcastle Knights <laughs>